Welcome to the KML Messcast. Can't everybody stop for 10 minutes? I mean, it's not that much to ask. It's so goddamn rude. What the fuck do they think I'm doing? Playoffs? What talk about? Playoffs? You kidding me? That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Hello? You play to win the game. And now, your 2016 champion, soon-to-be two-time champion, and host, Maine. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of your favorite podcast, my favorite podcast, everybody's soon-to-be favorite podcast, the Camel Mess Cast. I am your host, Maine. And do you guys ever have those days where you wake up? And the sun's a little brighter, the, jer- the the birds chirp just a little bit louder. Well, I am having one of those days because, spoiler alert, mm, mm, mm. yours truly, your beloved host, Maine. Mm. Woo! You know what he did last week? Oh! Oh! Celebrate round one victories, come on! I just let this play all podcast. I'm fine with it. That's right. You heard it right. A little preview. We'll get right into the preview. I'm not even going to play the drop yet, but just so you know, we're on to round two, baby. We're on to round two. Jump on board the train. No ticket necessary. Get on the bandwagon. The Cabo Ghosts are on to round two. You know it. You know it. God, it feels good. God, it feels good. We'll turn that down for a second. God, it feels good. But yeah, no, uh, I mean, we had a great week last week. Two very, very close matchups. Let's go ahead and get into the recap. I got to play the drop to keep things legitimate. And then we'll talk about what happened in those matchups. Weekly recap. Now that the drop is played, I can talk about it. First game we're going to talk about is the Viceless first Three Stripe Life. Viceless getting by Three Stripe Life. 130.7 to 126.26. There will be no repeat champion this year. I shouldn't say. There will be no back-to-back champion. The title defense is over. The king is dead. He lost by a little less than four points to the Viceless. It was a great game. Came down to the Monday night game. Uh, I believe Vitaly was rolling out Mark Andrews and needed to get like 14, 15 points. He got nine. And it was, uh, it could have been 15 very easily. There were a couple overthrows. I will say this game was just as good as the other one. Well, I shouldn't say it was just as good. This game was also very close as the other matchup was that we'll get to in just a second. But got overshadowed by that matchup. But we should not sleep on this. This was, I'm, I'm sure there was a pucker going on. Moto was not chirping as much as he should have. I'm glad he was, I'm sure he was glad that all the attention was off of his team because there was a couple overthrows to Mark Andrews from Lamar Jackson because he can't throw the ball very well as a quarterback. That if Mark Andrews had caught those balls, I believe Moto would lose. But anyway, congratulations, Moto. Round of applause for to you for your first playoff victory. And what that means is there's only one team now in the KML that has never won a playoff game. And that team is Mr. Scott Thoman. But your time is coming, my man. It'll probably be next year. I can see it now. I can feel it. Good for you. But, well, I shouldn't, I'm not moving on to Viceless. 
Viceless uh, getting by Vitaly, as I mentioned. He moves on to play Rob, who is probably the weakest team left. So Viceless must be feeling pretty good, but he's got to be careful with this trap game coming up. We'll preview it a little bit more coming up in the preview section of the podcast. Next game I want to talk about, though. Woo! Let's get that music fired back up again. Hold on a second. Can we get that going again? Let's get that going again. Oh, I got turned down. Here we go. Mm. Yeah, let's put this in the background. I got to tell you something, everybody. Cabo Ghost getting by Chalupa Batman, 113.62 to 109.18. But the story goes deeper than that. Oh, God, this song. Oh, I don't know. I don't know the words. I thought it was going to be it's time to celebrate. Anyway, uh, Cabo Ghost, 113.62, Chalupa Batman, 109.18. But it was closer than that. Let me tell you why. Coming into Monday Night Football, Cable goes down 40 points. They needed 40 points to win. It was down like 39.8, but they needed 40 points to win. They had two players going, Lamar Jackson and Justin Tucker. Let me tell you about those two guys just for a second because they've only combined for 40 or more points one time this year. So it was looking dire. It was looking dire. Where's my little time on this too? In case you weren't watching Monday Night Football, Lamar Jackson had his best game of the season. It was tremendous. However, it still wasn't enough. Going into the fourth quarter, about five minutes left. Not, not even that. Going into the fourth quarter, Cabo goes still down about nine points. Things were looking things were looking rough. And then, as if it wasn't close enough, Lamar Jackson had to go poop. And I'm not joking. He literally ran to the locker room with air quotes cramps, and then he had to go poop. I don't even think I have a poop noise on here. How do I not have a poop noise? Unforgivable. I should have a poop noise on here in the soundboard. Anyway, he went poop. And all I, by this time, as soon as I saw him run to the locker room and everybody was saying he had cramps, and I was like, well, he's out. Like, he's not going to come back. He's out for the game. His return was, I, th- I even think his return designation was doubtful. And I was like, well, there it goes. Like, I, I got close, at least in my game, game, game of it. Didn't, you know, I was like, fuck this. But lo and behold, out he comes with like four minutes left, two minutes left, whatever it was, comes trotting out of the locker room, immediately throws a 44-yard touchdown, something like that, a 40-plus-yard touchdown to Marquise Brown on fourth down and keeps Cabo Ghost alive. But it still wasn't enough. It still wasn't enough. They go down. Ravens score to take the lead by seven. And they get the two-point conversion. Go Go up by seven. So now the Browns have the ball with two minutes left. If a myriad of things happens, the Cabo Ghosts don't win at this point. Let alone all the stuff that's already happened to keep them in the in the battle. If the Browns don't score, Cabo Ghosts lose because the Ravens are just going to kneel the ball. They've got the win in hand. If the Browns score and go for two, Cabo Ghosts probably lose because you know they're good. Or the, the Browns go for two and don't get it. I should say the g- game's over because the, Brown, the Ravens are just going to kneel the ball. So what happens is Browns drive down the field, score a touchdown to tie it up with like a minute left. They kick one extra point to tie the game, which is perfect because Cabo Ghosts, yours truly is thinking like, oh, overtime. That's what we need. We need overtime. We need more time on the clock. But even overtime wouldn't be guaranteed because if they lose the coin toss and the Browns go down, score a touchdown, it's over. They never touch the ball. Cabo Ghosts lose. Cabo Ghosts on the beautiful, beautiful angel wings of Lamar Jackson and the immaculate right foot of Justin Tucker drive it down into field goal range. 55-yarder as time expired. I shouldn't say as time expired. On the second to last play of the game, Justin Tucker makes that 55-yard field goal. That beautiful, beautiful man. I'd kiss him full on the mouth if I could. Right through the uprights, giving the Cabo Ghosts a victory on the second to last play 
of Monday Night Football to advance to round two. Oh, beautiful, beautiful stuff. I love it. Uh, and then as a small side too, for the betting public, there was then a safety that swung a shitload of money in that betting game. If I had money on that game uh, with the point spread, I would have been furious. I would think it would have been uh, really fun to be in a Vegas sports book at that point because I'm sure people were losing their absolute minds. Um, it would have been something really, really to see for sure, because that would be crazy. Anyway, uh, Cable Ghost getting by Chalupa Batman. They move on. They are going to face the best team in the league, uh, what should have been your regular season champion if it was for, wasn't for was for luck, uh, Jared Limbach. He's got a powerhouse team. We're going to preview that matchup coming up. But before we move on, I want to talk about, I mentioned last week, I've got a couple clips I'm going to play here in a second, but before we get to that, I want to look at some of these interesting trends that I noticed in our league. And I think I put some of these in the chirp the other day, but um, no six seed. These are these are all playoff trends for the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This is the eighth year. So we have seven years of historical data on trends in this league. No sixth seed has ever won the championship. And that continues this year. There will not be a six seed champion. I thought that was very interesting. Uh, one seed has only won it, has never won it. The top seed has never won the championship either. So it's really interesting that all the championships have been either two, three, four, or five. They've never had a one, never had a six. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, the five seed has one win. The fourth seed has, what's that? One win. And then three and two has kind of been that sweet spot. Three actually has one, two, three, four, three wins. So in seven years, the three seed has won three times. And guess who's the three seed this year? <coughs> You heard it here first. I'll see if I can break that streak. Anyway, thought that was kind of interesting uh, looking at how everything is kind of breaking down here with the playoffs. Now, great season, Bill. I applaud you. I felt bad. I felt good. It was a big range of emotions. Also, Vitaly, valiant effort. Your team did much, much better than I expected it to do. 126 points on the week is a valiant effort, but alas... Uh, you got smoked. Well, you, didn't, you didn't get smoked, but you got beat, and your title defense is over, so you better get rid of that trophy soon because your days are numbered with it. Well, you don't get rid of it. You just, you're going to have to give it up soon in case you were wondering about how that worked when you don't win the championship. Anyway, um, what else did I want to say? This is also... This is also hold on, I'm just doing a quick, 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 quick math here. Yep, this is the closest to first round games we've ever had in the league and they happened both in the same postseason i thought that was very interesting as well yes all right what do we want to do next i haven't really thought this through yet uh let's play there's no trades and transactions there's nothing to do with that before we preview the games i want to i want to talk about some historical a little preview a little preview of a little summary, a little preview of uh, what we're going to be doing next week in depth. I'm going to be going through, well, not next week, but two weeks on the, the postseason recap. I'm going to go through and kind of kind of do a, a, a obituary of sorts for each team. I want to kind of go through team by team, see how their draft looked, see how they ended up on the year, what went right, what went wrong. Spend like just like five, ten minutes on each team, hammer them through, uh, kind of see how everybody did. But in the preseason, you'll remember I made some predictions about who was going to make playoffs and who didn't. My playoffs predictions were Bill, I got that one right. Minot, that was a miss. I got Rob, got that one right. Turo, that was a miss. And then Vitt and Maine. So I got four out of six right, calling it after the draft. Uh, Turo got, both Turo and Minot had really bad luck this year. I think, I mean, Turo especially, I think, could have had a better team 
and just didn't get it done. And Minot tried to make some moves, valiant effort at the end there, but just missed out on playoffs at the very end. Uh, so yeah, was, my predictions weren't terrible. Four out of six ain't bad. Really should have been five out of six, but four out of six ain't bad. We'll take that. And then uh, last week I got both of my picks right, Cabo Ghost and Viceless. So I went two and zero, taking my overall record to forty four and thirty eight on the year. All right, now I don't have a drop for this. I should have put some more drop. I got to work on my drops. But next, this is what y'all have been waiting for. What happened at draft is after draft, we were sitting around on beautiful patio, lovely, lovely concrete patio. Oh, amazing retaining wall, sitting wall, retaining wall. It's not really a retaining wall. I guess it retains Jared's weight when he sits on it, but retaining wall or sitting wall, good hangout. And little did people know I had a reporter on the ground that was taking some audio and was seeing what people thought about their drafts. And I think this is a nice time to kind of recap some of this audio. I haven't listened all the way through, so we're gonna, you're gonna be listening to this live with me together. Listen to it and see how accurate it was. Maybe talk about it. Now, this first audio I have is entitled, Wingus and Vitali Talk About Sanders. Let's take a listen and uh, see what they say. I agree. I, I loved him. And he catches balls. Yeah. Who's that? Yeah. Miles Sanders. <laughs> Why do you like him? And Vitaly got him. Yeah, we got into a little bidding war. Yeah. And then I panicked. We got Jacobs for seven minutes. You bid him up. I knew I, 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 I knew you wanted Sanders. I knew you did. You didn't have to tell me He's in your mind. He's in your head. It's in the name. It's fancy he And then he freaked me out with the look back. Oh, he eyeballed you every time you bet. You bid. Every time I bid, the look back. Yeah. Mind fucked you. So then I'm right I am looking at Diggs. I'm like, I got to buy him. Yeah. And I did. Can I have Lamar? No. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. So apparently Wingus and Vitaly were having a bidding war over Miles Sanders. Wingus got psyched out by Vitaly's look back. Vitaly had a very potent look back. For he he was drafting with, with his back to Wingus with where Wingus was seated, and every time he would bid, Vitaly, who had noise canceling headphones on and was not talking during the draft, uh, would turn around and stink eye. Wingus, and he got psyched out and uh, lost out of Miles Sanders and then had a mini tilt for Josh Jacobs, and it sounds like Stefan Diggs too. But however, the interesting part about that is Jacobs and Diggs, both better picks than Sanders. So in a way, Vitaly's stink eye backfired on him, serves him right. All right, the next one here is, uh, let's see, Jared and Moto talk about twins and trades. Okay, let's see. <laughs> let's hear about this one. Terry McBurn. I have two. I mean, I have two. Yeah, I don't hate him. We were going to do mulch, but like literally the twins come down. Mm-hmm. That's like the first thing they just grab is they're throwing. Yeah, and that's what mine does is he, he starts eating it. Right. So we'll just we'll see, throw when they it get up. older, we'll uh, yeah. maybe. Do you like you Golden Tate or Terry McCarr more? Probably McLaren. I shoot more cars than you. So Kelsey, Rogers, Tate. Get back, Singletary, Gronk. Who's your other running backs? Gronk, <laughs> I don't know. Sing- you get back, Singletary, Gronk, McLaren, fifty dollars back. Fuck you, I feel I'll be dying. I hope he dies. I don't think I would do right Singletary. No. Who's your other running back? Kid from Kansas City. Player. Who's your first? Oh, Kamara. Kamara. Kamara and Would you do like, love how it goes? Kamara. 
Oh boy, very windy there. Very windy. But for those of you who couldn't hear, first off, uh, Jared's twins love to throw mulch, and Max Minant loves to eat mulch, is the takeaway from the twins talk. And then there was a talk about a trade for Kelsey and Rogers, it sounded like. Um, looking for some Singletary, and who else was there? Oh, Gronk was in there, and McLaurin, and then $50 Fab. Little did Moda know, he should know that Jared hates Fab and gets it out of his budget as quickly as possible. I don't know why, but he does that, so that was never going to go through, and you see those trade talks went nowhere, but in hindsight, <laughs> it would have been pretty nice to get Kelsey in that situation. If he could have pulled off a Kelsey trade for Singletary and, and Gronk, oh my god. It could be, that's just, that was just stealing. <laughs> just stealing in hindsight. Those two guys sucked. All right. Anyway, uh, it's two of them. I got three more to go here. Let's play uh, four more. I got four more to go here. Let's talk about. Uh, all right, this one. Wingus and Minot talk about running backs. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> I saw those prices. Yeah, I was like, mm. did you guys see the draft? Is that like you can't get two, two for that? You can't get two for that high price. Brandon. You know? No. Yeah, so no, I was no, like, no, all right, Lamar well, was like, he had a ridiculous year. I mean, they are. You know, if he stays, he stays healthy. I mean, I don't think he's gonna repeat. No, but he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those rushing yards are so key. Yeah, you get like 50 yards, quick five points, and some rushing touchdowns. Yeah, good. Man, if I had 50 yards on a bad guy, Andrews, my God, tight end, tight end. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. That's good. Get Saquon 92, CMC 90, Elliott 89. Top three. I was out of the top three. Got fourth. So I gotta understand if you're like 70 something. Saquon's got a better line this year. Yeah. God, Elliot went for like what? What did I just say? He just said like eighty nine dollars. Yeesh. That's something that's very interesting. We're, I, I think might do another podcast too at some point talking about draft strategy and things. And I'll I'll, I'll pull back the curtain. I'll pull back the curtain of my own draft strategy, what I've done in the past. I will say next year I'm doing something 100% different than what I've done in the past, which will be very interesting. But, um, yeah, our league, uh, the running backs go for crazy money. And I'd be curious to see. I'm going to might do a little bit of a postseason analysis uh, to see how all those bids actually worked out and if the money was well spent, if it was worth it, uh, and how those teams did on that side. But anyway, as you heard, uh, basically talking about the importance of getting a high running back, but the difficulty of getting two high-priced running backs, I agree. When running backs are going for 80 bucks a piece, you can't you can't sink your team by getting two of them. Well, you can, but you got to be willing to trade out of that. All right, so I was waiting to get some minor talk running backs. Let's talk about, uh, oh, here we go. we got some more uh, J-Rod and Moto trade talk. Here we go. Too old. Jared, running running back? No, David Johnson. My running backs are awful. Who'd you spend money on? Latavius Murray and McCaffrey. What did you say? They're terrible? Well, huh? What the fuck? Shh. We're working. We're about to show. (laughs) Men are talking. Jared, I want to go to the week one team. Please. Edelman. I want your Who else? No. Okay. Starting, he's starting the conversations. What are you doing? <laughs> so that's, it doesn't have <laughs> It would take something for McCaffrey. Okay. I respect that. I'm trying to find something to go with McCaffrey. So you want to keep McCaffrey? Yep. You are seeing AJ Green. Who else? Landry, Parker, Golden Tate, Kelsey. Oh, that's pretty good. So what about like Gronk and Singletary for Kelsey and somebody else? Should I change my team name? That's get you good get you good running back. Right. Playable tight end. Changes teams every year. Well, I have Cook and Trey Burton too to play, but. 
So you're, you're both of them here. Those are trade bait, though, right? No, I would put Brock in the starting role. What do you got on your bench? Anybody worth what? I'll take I'll take Galladay. Like receiver-wise? Just deep-wise, like Aaron Rodgers. You don't have a running quarterback, do you? I have I have So I can do Baker Mayfield. I think you want to know Kyler Murray and Aaron Rodgers. And Kelsey. Singletary and Gronk. Oh, really don't like that. I don't like that. I don't That's kind of starting to add up. Yeah, we're not, I mean, we're not. Pretty close, right? Not terrible. Above what? Close, right? That's why I like Heinz. Nice. Like close. Like, but are you, you were cool, calm, and collected in this year's draft. Yeah, you were. That's nice. So I, I got a solid four. Yeah, it's not deep right now. Yeah. It feels perfect out right now. It's tough to get deep. It's hard to get deep. Yeah, it is. Well, I love my running backs. That's big. As long as they stay healthy, it's big. Carr and the rookie from Kansas City. The thing about running backs are, like, if you get a couple running backs that get hurt, it's impossible to replace them. Should I send? Not close enough yet? Not yet. Let me see what, let me see what come over. I feel like we're close. We've got a couple bench guys. Wide receivers, I feel like you can get a guy that can start. You can get wide receivers on the free, on the waivers. I feel like running backs are impossible. That's where, like, to me, it's hard to give up McCaffrey because I feel like he gets. He's everything. He's worth what? I have all three wide receivers. I mean, I put myself in. I put myself in the shoes of somebody who's playing against somebody that has McCaffrey. Every time you play, you're like, fuck it, I'm fucked. Yeah. And, like, you don't have to have other players that, like, have to have big weeks and still win. A few points. Because he's going to get 30. You know what I mean? Oh, the irony. Oh, if we had a crystal ball and you could know that McCaffrey's going to play, like, two games this year. <laughs> and also, a hell of a trade talk trying to get Kelsey for Gronk and Singletary. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. It's so hard to keep in mind how much things swing from draft like 10 weeks like with even like four weeks things change so much it just goes to show you can never win the league at draft but you can certainly put yourself behind the eight ball it's what you do during the season and i thought it was interesting too talking about we heard uh, i think it was mine talking about how easy it is to get a wide receiver or easier it is to get a wide receiver off of the waiver wire then and be able to start him. I mean, one of the be- the best waiver pickup this year was a running back, and that's Moto getting James Robinson for like three dollars or whatever in week four or two, whatever it was. I mean, he's by far been the best pickup. I'd love to see the numbers on that. I, w- I wish we had uh, a stats person that could crunch some numbers for us. I'd love to give him some some work to go through and see. How would you even like? Basically, what I'm trying to see is like. Out of the pickups that were made this year, was it more effective pickups at running back or more effective pickups at wide receiver? I'd be very curious to know how that all played out. And also, I want to see for like the top, whatever, 24 guys at both running back and wide receiver, how much money was spent at each one of the positions to see like how many top 12 guys were undrafted and how many top 24 guys were, you know, spent less than, you know, 10 bucks a draft, that kind of stuff. I'd be, I'd be really curious to know because I think that's always, it always seems to happen that year where you like, obviously nothing changes, nothing stays consistent from draft all the way through, but I'd be really interested in to kind of know what the actual data is behind that. And obviously we can't go back and look at years past or I don't, I'm not, what I have, I have to work, you know, I can't be spending all that time on that, but I'd be very curious to know, like over the five years average, what, what's, what, uh, you know, how that all plays out in terms of our running backs really more is your, is your draft capital really spent better at the running back position or is it, you know, better to spend it at the wide receiver position or the tight end, you know, or whatever. Cause I remember there was a strategy I heard a long time ago saying how you always want to get like tier. I think it's called tier based drafting. 
It might only be for Snake, really, what it matters. But I guess it applies to Auction, too, where you always try to get, you know, if there's like five good running backs, you only have to get one of those. But if there's only two good tight, tight ends, you have to get one of the tight ends because the advantage that you get at tight end you can is not as great as losing what you would by waiting on a running back. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's, it's interesting to see the different draft strategies and how they all play out. Okay, so that was Jared Moto try, uh, talk trade talks. Let's get into second to last clip here. This one is Wingus and Minot talk about Jared Goff and the draft. Who's your quarterback? Proving. Jared Goff. Oh, is that built in? Is it really? No. Yeah. No. I did not even see that happen. It's like one dollar like thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. good, good. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't feel so good about uh, LA You don't like Goff? Anymore. I like it. They got a new stadium. Feeling. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's, that'd be nice. You got to open it up right, you know? I wonder if they know about the air Probably not. He can test it out. Is that a thing? I need a flex right now. He knows which way. Like, he can throw it further and stuff, you know? I like that. Yeah, and kickers and stuff. They share that stadium, though. Yeah. That's kind of bullshit. Yeah, but it's like two that. times a day they can find out. LA doesn't like football. No. Oh, they like. So we can propose trades. Bullshit. Yeah, I can't get Lamar. You got a lot of guys like Yeah, I didn't say you can't. I could, though. Right offer. Could have got him for about $78 earlier. Especially in PPR. I don't know how much it was. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about your draft. I want to know about it. What were you going? What was your game plan? Two big guys, two big running backs. What? I wanted to go two big running backs and yeah. hang out for a minute. Okay. That's like that seems like the easiest and the glor- most glorious. It is. But once that first running back goes for $80 plus, you're like, Bleh. you start getting stretched out a little bit. You're like, oh my god. You see that list shrink, and you're like, okay, I got to do something. So then you spend seventy six dollars on Josh Jacobs. Yeah, that's that was that was emotional. Yeah, that was an emotional. Move. It was an emotional pick. Hey, how do you add that? Desperate. That was an and then, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Diggs comes off. And I can't not do it. Yeah, you got to have him. Yeah, I got to have him. So I, I, it's your boy. I don't think I overpaid for him, honestly. 17 bucks. Okay. okay. I mean, he's the one there. He's the one there in Buffalo, right? Yeah, yeah. It's cold, though. It's cold there. Yeah, brown. Eh, brown sucks. Like a brown. Brown sucks. Maybe he can learn a few things. Like how to go to jail. I don't know. But I really wanted Miles Sanders. Okay. He was my number one target. You won him last year. You liked him as a rookie. I did like him last year. I think I got him last year. You won him last year. I got him. You got him? I wanted him. Oh, I asked you for trades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting there. So this is gets back to my question. So you heard Wingus's draft strategy is to get two big running backs, or he tried, and then hang out for a minute. He ended up spending 76 stars on Josh Jacobs on a small tilt. So was it better to get Josh Jacobs for 76 stars, who's running back eight on the year, how many fancy points does he have? Hold on a second. It, it, humor me, everybody. I know this is probably boring to some people, but I'm interested to actually look at this real quick. Josh Jacobs. All right, so Josh Jacobs, he's running back eight on the year. He's got 168 fantasy points. He's missed some time, but just go with it, okay? 168 points. Then Diggs, who you heard Wingus, I think he said he got him for $17 and wasn't happy about it. He's wide receiver four and has 196 points. So Diggs obviously was a much better pick at $17 than Jacobs at 76. So, again, it goes back to the draft thing. Like, is it better to try to get a bunch of, like, these wide receivers that are, you know, because if everybody's going to go crazy on running backs, is it better to be contrarian and then start getting all these wide receivers and just stack wide receivers and, you know, you're going to hit on a Diggs for 17, you're going to hit on a DK Macca for 12 or whatever the hell he went for? Uh, what did, what get back? Hold on, that's a good question to Matt. How do you spell Metcalf? Metcalf. Metcalf was drafted by Rogers for $11. DK Metcalf, $11. $11. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on a second. Let me look at something. Let me look at something. Players, let me look at the top wide receivers this year in the league. Wide receivers. 
Sort by rank. Show me all taken on rosters. All right. Tyreek Hill, no 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 surprise there. Can I? Oh, let me do it. Son of a bitch. All right, hold on. We'll just go through the top five. Tyreek Hill drafted $48. Okay, so he was one of the top wide receivers. $48. He's wide receiver one. Devontae Adams drafted $47. Okay, so wide receiver two, 47 bucks. DK Mecca, we just said, what did I say, 11? 11 bucks. DK Mecca, that's wide receiver three. Wide receiver four. Stefan Diggs, $17. Wide receiver five. Keenan Allen, $7. <laughs> Seven dollars. That's the top five. We'll just do the top five real quick. So two guys in 48, 48, and then 11, 17, and seven. Those are your top five wide receivers this year. All have 190 points plus <laughs> this year. What the hell? Let's look at running backs. Hold on. Let's look at running backs. Top five running backs. Number one, Dalvin Cook, $84. Number two, Alvin Kamara, $78. Derrick Henry, $75. James Robinson, this ought to be good. Added from waivers for $12. Aaron Jones, boy, boy, it's been a pretty shock, hasn't it? $55, that's your top five right there. Cook, Kamara, Henry, Robinson, Jones, only one deal to be had out of those. So that's it, this is actually really interesting. Real quick, just because... You can see wide receiver, it seems like you can take more of a lottery approach because some of those guys are going to hit. Some of those, you know, teens and single-digit guys are going to hit. Could be a top-five guy, but it seems like in running backs, the chances of that happening are, are slim. you gotta, you got to really go for it. I mean, the, the so the best deals in the top seven, eight. I mean, you got the only steals were Robinson. It was a waiver pickup. He's four on the year. Kareem Hunt, he's six on the year. And he was at he was three bucks a five a five dollar draft pick, and then Gibson I think I was with Gibson two buck draft pick by me, and that's really the only deals up there. Mike Davis he's up there at eleven, but he's only up there because of uh, he's only up there. Oh boy, I actually drafted some good what? God damn it, I drafted some good running backs. Gibson and Montgomery two two uh, nine and ten on the year. I drafted them both for combined ten bucks, and and neither of them are on my team. Fuck. Anyway, so yeah, interesting. Okay, uh, one last clip here. Uh, I think this one is regarding Scott Thoman. Let's see what this one is. They encourage you to get the blood yeah, flowing. No, he, told me, he was like, now's the time to go. He was like, go as hard as you can. All right, here's the real I, question. I you gotta get it out. Have you yeah, done it? Awesome. Did you go? Nice. Have you gone? Have you gone to town? Yeah. Doctor, I've already... Mm. All right, backstory. Backstory on this one. This is uh, a draft. Scott had just had his uh, one of his testicles fixed. May have been broken, may have not been broken, but he got it fixed, and uh, so this is about him. <laughs> I guess you'd call it a type of physical therapy, uh, basically recuperating from his injury. Okay, let's go. They encourage you to get the yeah, blood flowing. No, he told me he was like, now's the time to go. He was like, go as hard as you can. All right, here's the real I, question. I you gotta get it out. Have you done it? Did you go? Twice. Have you gone? Have you gone to town? Yeah. Doctor, I've already... By yourself or with a friend? Hang on, hang on. I was saying... A lot! It's been like one week! I know, but they also... Already did it. I'm hard as a rock for 90% of my team. Hold on, 
It's like eighth grade. It's like I'm learning math. I got a boner. Fuck. Exactly. Why? You gotta tuck it in. Oh, fucking the bell rings. You got a boner. You're like, ah. You gotta get that backpack up in front. Oh yeah. Backpack up like this. No worries. Medicine I'm on and the surgery, I am horny as fuck constantly. It's weird. The medicine makes you horny? Yeah. Hey, Joel, if you want to. Real bad? Real bad. Hey, how a guy out, man? Yeah, no shit. Oh, yeah. Joel, give me a little, you know, be a friend. No, Picks and predictions. All right, now for picks and predictions, we got two games. I'm going to let's let's uh hold on a second. Let's do this first. This is going to be oh hell yeah. Oh shit. Here we go, a round two Alright, the game I want to talk about first. Oh. Good song. All right, the game I want to talk about first is the Viceless. Seven and six. Ah, it doesn't matter. Viceless. Going up against Gordon Lucko. Coming off that first round by our regular season champ, Gordon Lucko. Ten and three. Projected points in this one could not be closer. This really is game of the week. This is game of the week. Projected points, Viceless, 118.6. Gordon Lucko, 116.6. Tight. These two guys have played two times before this year with Rob being victorious in each. Week two, Gordon Lucko over the Viceless, 135 to 129. Week 13, Gordon Lucko over the Viceless, 112 to 85. Is this a revenge game or does he lose to him three times in one year? Losing to somebody three times in one year is pretty fucking impressive. But here he is. Let's look down through the matchups. Aaron Rodgers. For the Viceless, going up against Tom Brady for Gordon Lucko. I think this one is heavy. Aaron Rodgers of Carolina, you can't even argue with that. Tom Brady, hit or miss. You don't know what you're going to get. you got to roll the dice. He's a little Jekyll and Hyde. A little fan of the opera. You don't know what you're going to get, so you got to go Rodgers. That's where the smart money is. Running back position, Kamara, Robinson, boom, boom. The boom, boom room, boys. Is that a... No, I don't like that. Kamara and Robinson going up against Eckler and Josh Jacobs. Actually, a surprising, surprisingly good little running back matchup here. I like these four names. Kamara, a little bit of a down week, down stretch. He's been a little bit worse, you know, with Tyson Hill behind center. But uh, he can still get it done. He gets KC, so that's going to be a shootout. He's going to be have to be heavily involved. James Robinson against Baltimore. That might not be a good game script for him, but Eckler at Las Vegas and Josh Jacobs at uh, the Chargers. That's a big game right there. He's got both running backs either side of the ball. He can score points every snap except for defense and special team. Or not defense, but special teams. Any special team snaps he can't score. But other than that, question is, Jacobs is healthy. Eckler's questionable, but I think they're both going to play, so he looks good there. <sighs> I'm deciding which side I like. 
I actually, okay, I gotta go Kamara and Robinson just because of the volume play. However, I'm not gonna lie, I kinda like Eckler and Jacobs too. This is like a 51-49 for me. I like Eckler and Jacobs a lot this week. Those guys are fun, and I think uh, Chargers have a little bit of a bounce back game after just having an absolute dud last week. Wide receiver position, Calvin Ridley, Terry McLaurin for the Viceless going up against Justin Jefferson and Robert Woods for Gordon Lucko. Jesus, another tough one to pick. Um, neutral field, I would go Jefferson and Woods. However, Jefferson gets Chicago. I think I gotta go Ridley McLaurin. I like McLaurin. McLaurin's fun. Get Seattle, Ridley at Tampa Bay. That's, that's a lot of riding on that on that game. So I think I like Ridley McLaurin slightly there. Tight end position, the newly acquired Logan Thomas for the Viceless going up against Cole Komet. Newly acquired for Gordon Lucko. We got a couple fresh uh, fresh tight ends in here. Uh, this one's 50-50. I don't care. I don't really. I Honestly, I don't care. I don't care about this. Logan Thomas. Let's go with Logan Thomas. Sure. Uh, flex position, Ronald Jones, the second for the Viceless going up against Wayne Gallman for Gordon Lucko. I got to go Ronald Jones in this one just because the Giants... Uh, uh, and they get Cleveland. I don't like that matchup for the Giants. I think they're in for a tough, tough day. Cleveland's going to be pissed off after their loss last week. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they react. But I think uh, I think I like Rojo a little bit better on that side of things. Defense and special teams. Washington at Seattle. Graham Gano at Cleveland. Very interesting. I love the play with Washington for the Viceless because they get Seattle, which normally would be a bad matchup. But Washington's been so good. So it's a little bit of a risky play. It's a little bit of a boom or bust play. But I like it. We'll see what happens. Happens. It's a, you know, Washington defense looks legit, legit. And if they can uh, do a little bit on offense too, and if Russell Wilson con continues to turn over the ball, that could be a real interesting game there. Gordon Lucko's got the Ravens. They get Jacksonville. That's a lovely, lovely matchup. And Young Way Koo. Only took me 12, 13 weeks to say it correctly. Young Way Koo. Kicking for Gordon Lucko, his MVP on the season. I think I've got to go with Ravens Young Young Way on this side, but that doesn't really matter. Okay, overall, who do I like? This is an interesting one. This is an interesting matchup right here. Let me look at the point totals for who on the season through the 14 weeks. Here's what we would have had. Vices would have won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We would have won eight of the 14 matchups, and there's one real squeaker in there, so it could have gone either way. Oh, this is interesting. Gordon Lucko had a terrible week, had his worst week of the the year last week, but of course it didn't matter because it was his bye. Got some guys healthy. Oh, can he do it three times in a row? I really don't know. I really don't know. Usually I have a feeling about these games, but I don't... I'm looking at... Hold on, I'm looking at the roster. Like, okay... Here's my thing. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm choosing the Viceless. I'm going to go Vice at Gordon Lucko. Here's the thing, though, for me, and why it took so long to make this decision, because Viceless has the names. He's got the good games. I mean, look at look at his power ranks. I'm just going to read off his power ranks. Three, two, four, seven, seven, four. I mean, he's got good position players in relation to their peers, but... Boy, I tell you what, I like I like this Gordon Lucko team. I mean, not maybe not like the team as a whole, but I love these names. I love Eckler, I love Jacobs, I love Jefferson, I love Woods. I love Youngway. 
So I like four or five of his guys. He's got some fun guys in there. They're frisky. That's a frisky little team. But I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with what I said before about how Rob's gonna score between, well he didn't last week, but he's, he's usually gonna be between 100 and 115 points. That's his bread, bread basket. So if you can get over 115, then you got a good chance of winning. I don't think Rob has the potential to pop off the way that Moto's team does. And that's what it's about in the playoffs. It's it, it's one thing during the regular season you try to maintain, I'm gonna you know keep a healthy roster. Fuck that. It's one week, live or die. And I like the Viceless better this week. On the season, I think I might like Gordon Lucko's team. Well, no, that's, that's total, I wouldn't like his team on the season. I'd still like the Viceless team on the season too, but I just feel like Viceless has a better chance to get up above that 120 level, which I don't think Gordon Lucko can necessarily get to. Therefore, I'm taking the Viceless because I got the bigger upside. Let's go ahead and move on to the next game. We're going to talk about... Yeah, we'll do this. These nuts. Got Got <laughs> oh God! What song do we want to do we want to listen to for this? This is a big decision. This is a big decision. How about um, oh, we could drop it down a little bit. Let's drop it down a little bit. We'll, we'll drop it down a little bit. Mm, see, there we go. This is what we wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take a sip. Let the let the vibe get in you. CD isn't skipping. This is the song. All right, here we go. The next game is. Oh, look at this guy. What's he, what's he, what what what's he doing here? Hold on a second. Cabo Ghosts versus Jared C. Limbaugh. Oh, it's building now. Cabo Ghost going up against the second place team, JC Limbach. This is a good one, boys and girls out there. Let me tell you. Projected points Cabo Ghost 119.2. JCL. He's projected for 113. However, he's doing something with his wide receiver position. I don't know if I like it. What's he doing here? He currently has nobody in his wide receiver position. He's deciding what to do. He's deciding between. Marvin Jones Jr. and Mike Evans. Mm, 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 mm. God. Good beats. Uh, yeah, so when he adds in the, one of those two guys, he's going to have an extra 10 points here. He's projected for about 123 or so. So I'm a slight dog in this one. Going to need a little bit of help. JC Limbach, as you have heard time and time again, by far has the best team in the league. And that just looks to be continuing this week. Yeah, what would you do? Would you would you play Jones at Tennessee or Evans at Atlanta? Boy, can you trust Mike Evans? Could you trust Mike Evans in round two of the playoffs? It's going to be interesting to see what he does there. Okay, let's go down through the lineup. We'll get there. Uh, these guys, two guys played one time before. That was week eight. Jared C. Limbuck, the narrow margin victory, 125.62 over Cabo Ghost, 122.54. Good matchup. Damn. Quarterback position, Lamar Jackson going up against Russell Wilson. I love this. Remember a couple weeks ago, head-to-head trade, we swapped quarterbacks, and here we go. This is what you live for. You live for this shit. That's right. Make a trade. 
play the player you traded because you didn't believe in his ass. Russell Wilson, what's going on with him? Submarining his MVP performance, it looks like. And he, now he gets a tough Washington defense. Lamar Jackson gets to feast on Jacksonville. God, he might be running all over the goddamn field if he get the right cleats. I'll tell you what. I actually like this. You know, but aside from winning, of course, winning is good. But I'm hoping that Lamar Jackson turned a corner on Monday night. I'm hoping we saw the Baltimore offense finally get their shit together. Finally be like, fuck this. We're making playoffs. We're going to make a run because their backs are against the wall. So I'm hoping this is an important Jacksonville game. I don't think it's the type of game that they're going to like just roll over and die or they're going to, it's a, you know, it's not a trap game. I think they take care of business. I'm hoping they stay energized, carry that momentum and they just dominate Jacksonville there. Um, Running back position. So I'm, I'm taking Lamar Jackson. I think he's got a better matchup. Neutral field would be much closer for me, but Lamar Jackson, I think he's, he, uh, I'm praying. I'm praying he's finally back to his old MVP ways from last year. He's running the ball. He's throwing the ball. Not very well, but he still does it. And hopefully that's enough to get me by Russell Wilson. Running back positions, Mike Davis and Jeff Wilson Jr. You heard that correctly. Mike Davis and Jeff Wilson Jr. are my running backs one and two, baby, because Christian McCaffrey can't get on the goddamn field. And Damian Harris gets to play Miami. So here we go. Davis and J Wilson. I like it. Davis and Wilson. Let's do it. They're going up against Aaron Jones and Dalvin Cook. There's nothing to talk about here. Aaron Jones and Dalvin Cook are fucking dominant. All I can hope is that Chicago defense can keep Dalvin Cook in check. And Aaron Jones gets hurt. That's really all I'm looking for here. Really, as long as, long as I can keep Davis and Wilson somewhat, somewhat, just keep pace. That's all I ask out of you two guys. So anyway, Jones Cook, heavy, heavy favorites. This is where Jared's bread and butter is. This is really the key to the entire matchup is that Jones and Cook double stack because he's going to need everything to get out of him this week. Wide receiver position, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas going up against Tyree Kill, and let's call it Mike Evans for now. Oh, this is so hard because obviously Tyreek Hill is way better than any of these other three names. However, if Jones can just fucking get healthy, if Thomas can get fucking healthy, God damn it, let's do it. Michael Thomas hasn't scored a touchdown all friggin' season. Maybe he's got one. I don't think he has any. Does he have a touchdown? Hold on a second. Let's let's double check this for Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, zero TDs on the year. Are you gonna tell me that Michael Thomas is really gonna go 16 weeks with no touchdowns? I think it's gotta be this week he gets one. You gotta get him a touchdown. Come on. You gotta be kidding me. Michael Thomas has no touchdowns. Julio Jones has three touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, he's got 14. And two rushes. He's got 16 touchdowns. <laughs> Julio Jones and Michael Thomas have a combined three touchdowns. Tyreek Hill has 16. <laughs> oh, shit. How many does Mike Evans have? Mike Evans has probably has like six. He's got 11. Oh, my God. This is a real thing. So, Jared could be starting two wide receivers that have... 27 touchdowns, and I'm starting two right receivers that have three. Oh my god, that's not good. I'm going Jones and Thomas, though. I'm going to say they're healthy. I'm going to say they get it done. Thomas at Kansas City, he has to catch a touchdown this week. There's just no way around it. Jones at Tampa Bay, he took last week off. He's got to be healthy. I'm going to go Jones and Thomas. Oh, it's going to be tough, though. I'm not looking forward to it. It's going to be tough. Tight end position, Travis Kelsey going up against TJ Hawkinson for JCL. 
love the Hawkinson. The Hawk has been really good. Tons and tons of uh, targets. He's third on the year, but still, obviously, you got to go Kelsey here, uh, and it's not close. So Travis Kelsey gets the nod there. At the flex position, Adam Thielen for Cabo Ghost going up against Chris Carson for JCL. You gotta go. You gotta go, Carson here. However, I will say, I will say, Rashad Penny is supposed to be back this week. So if they try to get Rashad Penny a little bit more work in there, Carson doesn't get all the carries. He only gets like, you know, 70% snap count instead of 80 or 85. That could be a little bit of a swing. Thielen really touchdown dependent, but he gets Chicago. It's going to be a tough matchup. So I still think I like Carson. I like the volume on Carson. A little bit safer play. Choosing Carson on that side. Defense and kicker. Browns at New York Giants. Justin Tucker at Jacksonville for Cabo Ghosts. JCL has the Cardinals at Philadelphia and Harrison Butker at New Orleans. Here's what I'm going to say about this. The Giants stink. <laughs> they stink. Danny Dimes is going to get his turnover, so I like Browns and Giants a lot more than I like Cardinals at Philadelphia. I do appreciate, though, JCL was looking around. He tried to find those matchups, and two weeks ago, Philadelphia matchup looked like shit. But I will remind you that I played Saints against Philadelphia last week and got a fat negative two or negative one. So Philadelphia might be able to move the ball. However, I will say that an extra week of film on this Hurts kid and stuff could be interesting, but still, I think I like Browns and Tucker better from that perspective. Boy, we got a lot of stock in this KC New Orleans game, Jared. How many people we got? One, two, three, four. We got four guys going that. Ooh, that's a big game for us. All right, time to make a pick. Let's see. On the season, if we played every single week, I would have won one, two, three, four, five. I would have been five and ooh, five and nine. Jesus. God, since week eight, your team's been unbelievable. Since week eight, I'm going to read off the, the scores for Jared since week eight. 125, 127, 124, 129, 141, 150, 130 last week. So it, it's been since week eight since he scored less than 125 points. <laughs> 100, 124 points, rather. Oh, my God. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight weeks of over 124 points. Oh, my God. I had no idea it was so bad. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? You know what? Picking myself again. K-Bo Ghosts at... JCL. This is the second week in a row I've chosen the Viceless and the Capable Ghosts. It worked last week, and it's going to work this week. Here's why I'm picking this, because it's possible for a team to be too hot. <laughs> Everybody listen while I try to talk myself into this for a second. It's possible for a team to be too locked in and too hot. And I think that things are lined up where this could be the week. This could be the week where things go a little bit sideways and he doesn't get over that 124 points. Russell Wilson has a tough matchup at Washington. Dalvin Cook has a tough matchup at Chicago. Cardinals defense, which looked like a slam dunk play. All of a sudden, it could be a negative points at Philadelphia. Like, there's some, there's some, there's there's a path here for me. There's a path here for me. And I'm going to say that I continue on that path and get into the championship game. I'm taking myself. Let's go ahead and get into some final thoughts. Final thoughts. Oh, everybody. We're down to four teams. We're down to four teams in the entire league. And I'm just happy to be here. I was looking past through through the thing, through, through uh, 
through the historical, and I did not realize this, but this is, I've only missed the second round once. I've been in the second round every single year except for one, and I was out in the first year. That was last year. So the question is, can I get it done? There's a lot, there's a lot on the line. Of course, you got two returning champs, Rob and me. Returning champs, they'd be, we'd be the two-time if we could get it done. Moto got his first playoff win last week, looking for a second. Jared, how many playoff wins Jared had? Let's take a look. He can't have that many, right? Jared. Jared. He's only got one playoff win. So this is really, this is very interesting. So you got two returning champs. Rob has six playoff wins. I got six playoff wins. Then you have two, play, basically, playoff rookies. Jared has one playoff win. Moto has one playoff win. So the question is, is the experience going to win out, or is it the rookies that are going to signal a change of the guard in the KML? It's going to be very interesting to watch. I can't believe Jared only has one one playoff win. I guess I can believe that because he's second to last in the league in winning percentage. How is that possible? You had a great year. <laughs> oh, you had a lot of bad years in the earlier. That Whistler, that Midnight Whistler will get you. He'll get you every time. So yeah, so that's what we're looking for. Two big matchups. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, and again, this is you're gonna your first, second, and third place teams are gonna come out of these four guys, and it's gonna be really interesting. It's gonna be really, um, boy, I'm, I'm nervous already. What is the time at some of these games? I didn't even look to see like who's got Saturday night, Monday nights, all that kind of stuff. Um, looking now, no Monday night games for. Oh, there's no Monday night games. Period. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, stay tuned for that, and be sure to meet us back here next week for another episode of the Mess Casting. What I want to do next week, again, just kind of recapping, I'm going to have the two championship teams who are fighting for the championship. Come on. We're previewed all together. Big, big, happy family. It'll be fun to see some head-to-head banter there and see how everybody feels about their chances heading into the final game. All right, I'm not going to do... The uh, obituaries next week. I'll do the I'll extended preview of the championship game and the third place game, and then we will move on. And I'll have a post, uh, at least one, maybe two post season mess cast when nobody listens, but they're really just for me. So anyway, let's go ahead and get into the outro. Thank you everybody for listening. Always a pleasure. We got like two or three more of these left, so a little tear to my eye as things start winding down. But here we go, big weeks. Two big weeks left. Week 15, everybody. Should be fun. Looking forward to it. It'd be nice if Christian McCaffrey could actually play this year, but I don't think I'm ever going to get it. Um, but yeah, four great guys out there. Let's see what happens. And uh, stay safe, everybody. Love you.